We just got done recording with Kennedy Haney. She is known as the dugout dietitian. And um, that was really fun. I, I swear yeah. I'm going to still DM her with more nutrition questions because that's my, that's my jam right there. Oh, yeah. No, I had uh, a ton of questions as well. Your questions were probably more uh, serious and mine were dumb. <laughs> And it was, a good, it, was a, it was a good balance. I, I'm it not, was a good balance. Yeah, I don't have any background in any of those things. So I'm like, hey, what's your favorite you know, candy bar? I didn't ask that question, but it was along those same lines. So, <laughs> uh, but no, she, she was awesome, super knowledgeable. Um, yeah. And obviously her, her handle is, and she's known as the dugout dietitian, but her knowledge of other sports was really cool. And just ath- athletes in general was a lot of fun to talk about and pick her brain about. So yeah, um, it's good. Yeah. And like you said, we had a ton of questions um, ready, ready for her. And then it kind of just went off the rails. So I think our minds were just going with other questions that we could ask her. So yeah, always uh, how it goes. Yeah. Especially, especially when people have that much knowledge in a specific topic, mm-hmm. uh, it's really easy to do. And so it, it became clear early on with, with Kennedy that that was going to happen. <laughs> like, Oh yeah, here we go. Right. A bunch of random questions go. about diet and nutrition and, and her story is really impactful too. Um, and she'll mm-hmm. get into that um, a little bit and some of the things that she dealt with as a young athlete, as a young softball yeah. player. So you'll definitely want to tune in for that and, and definitely take notes on both her story and the, the diet side of things too. Yeah. Love it. If you, if you ever, you know, ask your, if you're an athlete listening and you ever ask your coach or your you know parents or whoever questions about nutrition and how to fuel yourself, this is definitely an episode I think that you will enjoy. Yes, absolutely. So without further ado, here is Kennedy Haney. See ya. Bye. Now it is time. Now it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Character Combine. Character Combine. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, you ready? When he goes beyond the scoreboard, the scoreboard. Coaches, coaches, I want you to have the type of voice, type of voice that your athletes will hear decades later and still recognize the leadership that you hold in their life. In their life. In their life. Get this thing, get this thing started. Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto. And I am Deb McCollum. And today's guest is known as the Dugout Dietitian, and that is Kennedy Haney. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing well. We're doing very well. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us, especially because we know there's a, you're, the, you're the first guest from up north. Because you're up in... <laughs> from up north, yes. Up north. Over here in central Minnesota. I love it. Yeah, so um, we know there's a time difference, and we do appreciate you being willing to, to talk with us so late at night. Of course, I'm yeah. excited to speak with you guys. Yeah. Um, so, and we saw that you were recently on a, an episode of Her Story podcast, which is a, mm-hmm. we're a big fan of Bethany Crouch. Um, so that was really cool to see you on there. I, I'm going to be honest, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I'm sure it's great. Yes, she's awesome. I love her, and we talked about all sorts of things, nutrition, college athletics, all sorts of stuff. Perfect. Awesome. So hopefully we don't tread the same, you know, <laughs> or whatever. I, I don't know the term I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Go over the same things. I got you. Thank you. I was trying to get fancy with the words and I had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Kennedy, um, we always start off these podcasts with some warm up questions for our guests. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're supposed to be easy, but sometimes they're not. Um, but there's three of them. But before I ask them, um, we just like to also ask our guests at, at this point in time with everything going on in the world, just, you know, how you're doing, how your family's doing and just how everything's going for you right now. Yeah, we're, I'm super lucky where everybody, mostly everybody that I'm surrounded by still gets to work. You know, I've got a couple of close girlfriends who are teachers and they're doing remote. Uh, my boyfriend's a dairy farmer. So, you know, farm 365 he never stops um right. and then we're just we're just rolling with some virtual nutrition right now so not a big deal all's good nice. in my world so hopefully it's the same with you guys very cool awesome. that's yeah great. that's good to hear yeah that's great yeah that's awesome um i'm a teacher as well so the distance learning thing is it it's yeah it's i'll just say it's yeah <laughs> challenging I'm sure. i can't even imagine it's interesting but um but yeah but can't complain otherwise we're alive we're well so can't yep. complain. right yeah exactly very cool all right um are you ready for the warm-up questions sure am okay let's go let's do it um okay question one number one 
And then you can always ask me to clarify. Sometimes I suck at the way I'm asked, I ask the questions. <laughs> question number one. Well, you, can um, also, you can also just tell her that you don't feel like answering any of her questions, too. <laughs> you're, the, you're the guest, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> Josh, Josh would butt in on my warm-up question time. Okay, here we go. Question number happens. one. <laughs> would you rather be a flight animal, like a bird, or a sea animal? Ooh, I'd be a flight animal for sure. Ooh. Okay. Very good. Okay. What kind, do you know what kind of flight animal you would be? I'm just throwing a bonus question in there. I feel like I'd be an eagle. Super patriotic and strong. <laughs> oh, wow. Dang. She had that one ready. You were definitely ready for that one. I yeah. Like oh my gosh. <laughs> Boom. Done. <laughs> question, <laughs> question number two. If you could have a secret talent what would that be? And when I say secret talent, it's like something that you wish you could do that, I don't know. Yeah. What would your secret talent <laughs> See, here I go. What would your secret Kenny, talent Kenny, be? Kenny, do you understand what she's saying? I do. I do. I'm oh, trying okay. to think about the secret <laughs> talents I want. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I would want to be an amazing singer. Just that like, is, everybody says that. Singer in car. Do they? That's hilarious. Yes. Everybody. Well, because that's mine and I'm always like no no not everyone wants to be a singer like me and then I swear everyone's like I want to sing it is it right okay Heck yeah why wouldn't you yeah exactly well every, every I mean, single I, person yeah I mean I always say I think I can sing but that's just when I'm only in the room and I'm the only exactly. critic and so. the music's up super loud yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay so well speaking of singing and songs um the third question I call it your life song so if you could pick a song that's already out there recorded in the world. Um, what would be your life song? And it doesn't, I mean, and people have a hard time answering because they're like, well, I'm in a different stage in my life today than I was yesterday. So it doesn't matter whatever stage in, in your life that you're in, what song would you pick as your life song? That's a hard one. So I think I would always pick regardless. I think I would pick my, like, if I could have a walk on song, it's, so it's called legend by the score. And it's just basically about being like a powerhouse and just like, you know, doing the things that you know are hard, but you do them anyways, just so you can get to where you need to be. Nice. So I feel like that's like my current moment is just grinding through life, trying to get to the next, the next step for sure. Love cool. it. I've never yeah. heard of that one. So I'll have to check that out. It's so good. It's so good. Right. Okay. That's awesome. score. Nice. Well, you, well, you skated through my warm up questions easily. Are you sure you can't see my notes? I think you like <laughs> cheated and looked at them. <laughs> that's awesome well yeah you made this look pretty easy so well done yeah you survived <laughs> i'm quick now to the yeah, yeah there you go <laughs> even even late at night doesn't even stop you yeah like you said i just ate dinner so oh i shouldn't say that on oh we really <laughs> oh i wasn't gonna bring that up but Oops. oh well it's, it's out there now. okay she's just, joking. Guess... she's just joking i'm sure yeah yeah <laughs> Okay, they don't know what time we're recording. We don't have to disclose that part. That's yeah, that's a good. It could, it could be. Yeah, it, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I save. So we like to ask everybody, all of our guests, this question first. Uh, what is your athletic and or coaching background? And then how did you get to the point you're at now? Yeah, so I played softball. All, you know, you start at, well, we probably started at six. And we played sandlot baseball with the boys for a couple years moved on, got into fast pitch softball. I played all through high school. I started varsity when I was 13 years old from my hometown, went off, just played a single year of division three, um, softball, and then decided, you know, there's some things in my past that, so let's, let's kind of rewind here. So on Bethany's podcast that I was on for her sports story, I kind of shared for the first time that when I decided not to play college softball anymore, I had told people it was because I wanted to focus on my schooling because dietetic school is pretty uh, rigorous and you have to have excellent grades and, you know, the whole shebang. But I was actually struggling with an eating disorder that had been with me since I was 13 years old. So that was more so my reason for kind of choosing to back out of my sport. And that was the easy way out for me to, you know, continue with those unhealthy habits that I had. But yeah, so then after, you know, college softball ended for me, I took up started coaching the varsity uh, softball pitchers in my hometown. I have a little sister who is she's 12 now. So I've been coaching her for about four years, you know, so I'm, I'm still around the game quite often. And of course, my handle the dugout dietitian, I work mainly with baseball and softball players. So awesome. Very cool. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, that's so that's, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Deb. Oh, no, no, go ahead. 
We interrupt each other a lot. Sorry, this, Kennedy. <laughs> and usually, usually we're not that nice where we let the other person well, go. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. So well, I'm just is you know, like you said, your um, the per, you know your your personal reasons for leaving with like your eating disorder and stuff is that kind of what um, led you kind of down the tunnel to become a diet you know dietitian and do what you're doing right now. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say in a roundabout way, that's how it works. So actually yeah. my first year after college softball, I was a pre-med major. I wanted to be a doctor and just kind of for fun to kill some time. I was like, I'll take a nutrition foundations course over the summer. And after that, I was like, there's nothing else for me. This is kind of what I'm supposed to do. And then that was a big key piece in you know, helping me recover too, as I learned, I learned internally what I'm doing to my body by, you know, struggling with this eating disorder. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise. Wow. Wow, Interesting. And was yeah. it when you made that decision or as you were approaching that point where you had to make that decision, was, mm-hmm. was there a, like an internal battle between your competitiveness and, you know, your, your own, you know, health? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I mean, you know, as an athlete and as a dietitian too, you're going to, you'll encounter dietitians who are very type A perfectionist individuals. So me stepping away from the game was because I knew that, you know, I was, uh, I was so restrictive to myself that I just wouldn't come back with the type of performance that I wanted. So I would rather go out being, you know, somebody who my coach, my peers thought was a fantastic athlete than having them see, you know, my struggle and then come back <laughs> with a, an off season. So that was my perfectionist personality coming out in there. However, you know, I wish things could have been different, but it is what it is. Yeah. Wow. And then, so, um, and then, so how long have you, okay. So what is your business right now? Can you tell our audience what you do and who you reach out to and just, you know, how long you've been doing it and stuff. And what kind yeah. Of so I work with high school aged athletes on improving their performance, meaning their game through whole food strategies. And, um, there's kind of a whole food strategy for every aspect of your performance, whether it's recovery, strength, stamina, speed, um, cognitive reaction times, critical thinking skills, all sorts of different things. So I work with high school age athletes to improve all aspects of their game. And I do that virtually, which is a really awesome opportunity for me to, you know, touch a lot of athletes across the entire country. Yeah. Wow. Very that's, cool. um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing doing the diet or the dietitian thing. Again, my words are not eloquent today. <laughs> You're I'm, good. I'm stumbling through this. Um, Our words are, Kennedy, we're, don't let him fool you. We're never eloquent, ever. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> it's just, like, for me, it's worse, it's worse than normal. I can be honest with myself. But no, so being a dietitian for high school athletes is really interesting. Because I, I feel like a lot of times when you look at like a high school dugout or, you know, pre-practice, mm-hmm. it's probably not the most healthy eating that's going on. At least not when I was playing. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, uh, pulled pork sandwiches coming to the field. <laughs> and yes. Crazy stuff like that. So, um how is it pretty, are the athletes pretty receptive to, you know, your diet plans and and what you're putting out there? Yeah, I think it's a lot of athletes who the ones who work with me are more serious. And they're typically, you know, those young athletes who have already made varsity, or they know that they want to go on and play college level athletics. Um, So they're really open to improving their strategies on on anything. And they're, they, they want to learn and they apply it very well. So actually, I had a 15 year old hockey player reached out to me the other day and we went through, you know, his nutrition protocols and he found a protein powder he really liked, but it wasn't one that I had talked about. So he sent me an, an email and he said, is, is this okay? And I said, as long as it's got that NSF certification, you are totally fine. So it's funny just because I didn't say it, he assumes, you know, I got to double check just to make sure I can't, which is amazing. So it's cool. You know, yeah. They're awesome. So has there been anything, uh, obviously without naming names, but has there ever been something where an athlete brings it to you? It's like, yeah, no, put that back on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. I mean? And I talk with athletes a lot too. There's, um, I go through like a variety of different trainings, webinars and different things like that. And there was a, um, webinar that just talked about supplementation in the supplement industry. So, you know, kind of, I won't say the name of it, but there's a, a supplement chain that actually they tested all the protein powders on the shelves and one in every four protein powders they tested actually tested positive for steroids. So that's why it's crucial that these athletes, yeah, you know, and it could be minuscule quantities, but that's still going to plague and an athlete who's potentially going to get recruited is in the recruitment process, you know, all sorts of different things. So that's just really why I warn these kids, you know, even if you don't work with me, please shoot me an email. I'll check it for you. There's databases we can refer you to all sorts of different stuff. So 
it's that's wow. really interesting because I know like mm-hmm. even some like a sport like uh, you know MMA or the UFC how strict their testing is. You still yes. hear you still hear stories of um, you know guys getting popped for something that was such a, a like a microscopic amount of something, and it's just because there was a tainted supplement. And it's mm-hmm. pretty crazy how that stuff works. So right. I imagine, and, oops, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. So I imagine it's something you have to like just constantly be aware of as mm-hmm. as a dietitian. Right. And there's, you know, there's, there's masking agents too, that these athletes could potentially get caught with or flag for, and and they don't know it. So that's another key piece to it. You know, just, there's so many different aspects that these kids forget that they can work on their nutrition wise and what they can reach out and help. And I can help them with whether it's big or small. So definitely lots to work on. Wow. That's awesome. And, and then what is the most common like nutritional mistake you see athletes make in terms of like they think they're good and they know what they're doing is there like a common like thread that they all kind of do that's not the correct thing <laughs> I would say I would say honestly 85% of them under fuel like without without oh. a doubt and they they're eating major quantities of food but athletes forget so like here's a statistic mm-hmm. a baseball pitcher in two hours will burn 900 calories pitching And I think that these athletes often hear, um, you know, baseball and softball, they're not, you don't compare in your calorie burning compared to an endurance athlete, like a swimmer or a runner or a biker. And, you know, when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, no, not necessarily, but when you put up, you know, an endurance athlete who's going to burn 1200 calories running, let's say six, seven miles, depending on who it is. And a baseball pitcher who's going to throw seven to nine innings, maybe, and he's going to lose 900 calories in two hours. Like, I don't know, these kids, you know, just the misinformation out here for sure is what's challenging. And I think these kids Mm -hmm. get into the mindset too, like, oh, we're not a super a physically demanding sport. So I don't need to fuel like a football player or like a hockey player, but I would say 85, 90% of them come in and they're so underfueled, like probably a thousand to 1200 calorie wise. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. That's yeah. well, and I, and I know that, sorry, Josh, I know, I know that when I was an athlete, you know, throughout high, you know, throughout high school, throughout, I had just, I had a short, you know, collegiate career, but um, I, I definitely didn't know, you know what I'm saying? Like I just kind of ate when I was hungry and ate whatever I wanted. But, you know, now that I look back, just being educated on a lot of nutritional things and just, you know, Google, I'm like, Oh my God, like I, I probably was under fueling in terms of not, not just that I didn't eat enough, but like I ate the wrong food and it didn't feel my body the way it needed to. And it was just kind of like empty. Exactly. And I tell these kids too, like, you don't, you don't know what you don't know. So how, How would you know? How would you help yourself? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. What I imagine that, you know, obviously different sports require different amounts of energy and, and fuel, right? So not only the athletes aren't getting, as you said, they're not getting enough fuel, but then I imagine that the fuel that a, a football player would need would be different than what a basketball player would need versus what a softball or baseball player would need just because of the intensity and the length of the game, right? So, can you explain some of the differences? Like, let's just take like baseball or softball and basketball. Like, what would that? What would the difference, biggest difference, be between those two sports? Yeah, so it's just the metabolic processes that these kids and these athletes use during them. So, like a basketball player, I would consider an endurance athlete, especially you know, let's say forwards um, or even wings. Really, they're you're running up and down the court, you're sprinting, you're using mainly carbohydrates. And yes, these baseball and softball athletes, they do use carbohydrates as some of their main fuel. However, they're an anaerobic athlete, meaning that when they exercise or when they're in their game, they don't require oxygen. So they can pull from their fat stores and they can pull from carbohydrate too. So their fueling needs are so different as far as recovery. And like a basketball player, I would say they can appropriately carb load And again, whoever's listening to this, please don't do it without some guidance, but they could appropriate carb load and see some significant benefits from that. Whereas a baseball and softball player, they could, and they will see some benefits, but it's not going to look like what it would be for a basketball athlete because their basketball players are sprinting and they're using that power and that stamina to explode down the court. Whereas a, let's say a shortstop, you know, they got a jab left and right, but they're not going very far. And it's a three to six (laughs) second activity. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. A lot that goes into it. I just heard, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but, and it's not just, not just diet, but I'm sure it's a big part of it is I think LeBron spends like 
close to a million dollars every year on his body. Have you heard that? I have heard that. I don't follow basketball too closely though. So, okay. <laughs> but just for, but for an elite athlete and to play as long as he has, I mean, that's really, really crazy. So I imagine he's spending quite a bit of money on his diet wow. as well. I right. can't imagine. And after these guys have chefs and, you know, masseuses and personal trainers mm-hmm. who are in their home too, coming to yeah. help them out. So for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so telling and it's so crazy how much our diet affects our performance and what we do. And, you know, like even like as an adult who's not playing sports, you hear the term, you know, if you're trying to be like on a weight loss plan or whatever, whatever it is, your goal is, it's like 70% nutrition and 30% mm-hmm. uh, exercise or something like yep. that. So it just makes a huge, huge difference. I think it's important for athletes to know that. So I think whoever is coming to you for you know service or advice that's a huge thing and I bet they're seeing a lot of really amazing results from that yeah I hope so and I mean these kids they the things they talk about too one of my main things that I love to talk about is recovery nutrition and all these strategies that we can use Mm -hmm. so we don't necessarily need to be having supplementation pills rather we're fueling with appropriate foods to prevent muscle soreness or you know xyz so that's one of those main things and that's the first noticeable change that I think my athletes notice. Right. Okay. That's awesome. That's good. Um, go ahead. No, go ahead. Good. Ahead. I'm kind of my, saving my, my question. Okay. Mine's, oh. mine's out of left field. So. Okay. Well, mine was out of left field too. So you go. Okay. We'll Sorry, see. We'll see who's more out of left field. Uh, who's, your, who's your favorite, who's your favorite current baseball and softball player? Oh, my current favorite baseball player is Mike Trout. I love him. I love, I love, I love Mike Trout. <laughs> My my wife gets jealous sometimes because I love Mike Trout so much. Oh, he's amazing. He he's is. So I would love he's... to know what he eats on a daily basis because he is built oh like gosh. a tank. I know. He's just thick. Yeah, I would yeah. love to know. Yeah. Um, and if I you find my... out, let me know. Okay? If you find <laughs> yeah. out, let me know. I will. I bet there's ways I can find out. Um, right. I'm going to hold you to that because uh, not that it matters for me. I'm still going to be six foot, you know, and way more than I should. But I would still like to know what Mike Trout does. I do. I, can... I know. I yeah. <laughs> then I think my current favorite softball player. So she's not currently like in college softball, but she plays for Japan. I believe she still plays for Japan. I don't know if anybody will re- remember her, Jackie Traina. Does anybody does that name ring a bell with anybody? The name sounds really familiar. So she was with Alabama when they won the World Series in 2011. Okay. okay. She was. She's just phenomenal. She's so good. So okay. I just, she's a pitcher. I was a pitcher. So. Okay. Woo, higher five. I was a pitcher. Boom. <laughs> okay, so what was your pitch? What was you like your pitch? Mm-hmm, drop ball. <gasps> I was a rise ball pitcher. Yeah. You know what's funny? It's it, it's either you can throw a really good rise or a really good drop because I couldn't throw a I I did not have a drop ever. Like my I remember in high school my pitching coach was trying to get me to throw a drop and I'm like, I am sorry, I can't it like it just boop, it went up like my that. release yeah so we would have complimented each other very well if you we yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very cool um okay wait so my question what's the <laughs> and people ask me this and I'm like you guys I don't know I'm not a nutritionist or a dietitian <laughs> like you but what's the difference between like vegan protein powder whey protein powder like what is the best one to use I, I don't know I get I get that question a lot and I tell people I'm like you guys whey protein bloats me so I don't like to use it but that doesn't mean it's not good for you right so yeah no that's a super common I know that's such yeah. a good question so yeah. there's whey and there's casein and they both come from dairy they're dairy products so casein is the main protein found in dairy however casein takes about seven to you know, I would say six to eight hours more realistically to digest in our body so I recommend that to athletes before they go to bed so it'll promote some oh. muscle protein synthesis synthesis so gains right overnight exactly. because it takes longer your metabolism is working faster etc cetera, etc cetera. Right. whereas whey is typically digested within an hour and it's the most abundantly available protein that's found mm. in dairy products i would say however right. there are a lot of adverse reactions that happen to it i think people are pretty sensitive with it 
But again, just making sure that you find something that with the label NSF, so National Sanitation Foundation, means that a third, power, a third party has come in and tested the product to make sure there's no additives or, uh, you know, anabolic right. steroids or ergogenic aids in the mixture. So they're, so they're basically just coming in to prove that everything that's on the nutrition label is actually what's in it. There's no additives. Um, and sometimes that does kind of give you those adverse reactions if it's not NSF certified. And then vegan protein powders, those are, can be soy. What is the other main one that I'm forgetting? Soy, I think peas, pea protein powders coming in too. Okay. Um, those aren't actually complete proteins though. So you're not going to okay. have, you know, as major benefits. However, you may not notice the difference um, with the vegan versus you know, a whey or a casein protein. And then I have noticed that these days there is an egg protein powder too, which I've not experimented mm. with. I don't know much about, but could be a good option for some athletes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, thank you. Now I can <laughs> forward yeah. that information. Hopefully that was easy enough. <laughs> yeah, it was. Thank good. you. Um, and, okay. And then, oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. I have another question. So <laughs> with your whole, well, like, you know, you said the your your eating disorder kind of fueled your way to what you're doing now do you get to share that story with any of your athletes mm-hmm. yes yeah, so that's yeah. something that I work a lot with and I'm very you know kind of an open book with especially because I work with high school girls and that's when I developed mine so mm-hmm. you know you're in that transition page of or not page phase of you know becoming a woman and maturing right. and all this stuff and you know you I feel like I'm more sensitive. So that's kind of, you know, I, I looking back now, I can openly admit that I think my eating disorder was triggered by the loss of my grandpa. So mm. it took me, you know, honestly, probably eight years to figure out what really triggered it, what major trauma occurred. So I talk very openly because I want to, you know, end the stigma around talking about mental health. It's so important. And I think that a lot of times, you know, girls say things and they, it, it goes way over their head. They have no idea that that's kind of eating disorder culture or eating disorder mm-hmm. speak. And, you know, I just kind of call them out and I say, you know, that's maybe we need to look at something else. Maybe we need to reevaluate. Let's talk more in depth about what's going on. Um, I would never call them out in front of each other. That's something that you obviously have to have conversations about behind closed doors, but yeah, very open. I explained to them what I went through and that there's no shame in it. There's nothing wrong. I mean, essentially there is something wrong with it. You don't want to be doing that to your body, but there's nothing. It's not on you. Mm -hmm. It's not your fault for what's going on. Right. And I just imagine athletes, you know, whether it doesn't matter if you're a girl or a boy, athletes who most of them, I think, go, who when they go through hard times, you know, they kind of I think they kind of treat it as a like it's game day. I got to be tough. I just mm-hmm. got to get through it. I'm not going to talk about it. No. And so I think sometimes it's hard for athletes to to talk about stuff that might be affecting you know, their game or, you know, their nutrition or whatnot. So that's mm-hmm. that's good that you can share that with them. And and you know help them with that right absolutely yeah. like I said I'm an open book so yeah. whatever they want to ask I'm here for yeah good um yeah yeah so at what point did you like I guess at what point did you realize hey I've just I've got to to make a change you know and mm-hmm. um you know I guess I'm sure it wasn't just an immediate hey I'm going to change this right now I'm sure it was a, a bit of a process but what kind of kick-started that process Yeah. So, you know, all through high school, I was pretty cyclic with it. And I knew that for my best performance during high school season, you know, when I was most likely going to get picked up, I had to, I had to have my best game. So I would say during season, I was pretty good with what I was doing out of season, you know, kind of that's when those bad behaviors came back. But then I went off to college and my freshman year, within three months, I had lost 21 pounds. I couldn't, honest to God, I couldn't tell you how I did it. I couldn't write. I couldn't reflect on my mental state of how I even got there. It just blows my mind that I think about it. Um, but then when I was the summer before I turned 19, I met my current boyfriend and he was kind of the person who explained to me, you know, you're not just hurting yourself by doing this. You're also hurting other people around you. And I didn't realize that, you know, me being in a starvation state and my hormones being out of whack really and the the mood I was reflecting or the mood swings that I was going through was affecting other people and the relationships I was having. You know, I was so tired. I used to sleep through my 8 a.m.s. Um, I went hang out with my girlfriends. You, you, you socially avoid so many different things. So he was really the first person who was ever 
you know, made me look inside myself to say, Hey, I'm not, this isn't just happening to me. It's happening to other people and I'm doing it to them as well. Wow. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy that. You know, I was going to say, it's crazy. The toll (laughs) thing with zoom is we talk over each other and it takes (laughs) the pause. It takes a second. (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. Tonight is worse. Probably the worst it's ever been. I don't know what the deal is. I will say the last question was the last time we interrupted, I was going to ask the exact same question. So it worked out well that time. Oh, okay. Okay. Go ahead, please, please. Oh, no, no. I was just, it's not a question. It's just a comment, but it's just crazy that how nutrition and how it, it, it affects your hormones and it majorly affects your moods and how you think and the decisions you make. It's crazy. And then no one really thinks about that. Right. And that's, you know, something that I talk about with athletes too, in a roundabout way, we talk about dehydration. So Mm. when these athletes go off to practice, we try to keep them away from losing 2% of their weight during practice time. So, you know, for a 200 pound person, that's about four pounds, which does, you know, that seems like a lot, but for a 200 pound person to lose four pounds during a practice, that's not insane. But that 2% loss is kind of when we start to see some of those cognitive impairments. So their reaction time decreases, they're more fatigued, they're slow. Um, Mm -hmm. They just have, you know, their, their cognitive and their physical performance decreases. So, you know, add that into not having enough food having enough nutrition in your body. It's just so it's, it's, you know, yeah. Yeah. Is it? Um, obviously I'm just, I, obviously I'm just going to say this. I don't know much about, you know, eating disorders or anything like that, but is it, so this might be a dumb question, but is it more difficult to recognize with an athlete where their body could be going through, um, different kinds of transformations, right? Depending on what your goal is versus someone that maybe isn't an athlete and you see a, a major change in their, um, in their body. Is it tougher to, to see that in an athlete? Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't, I mean, Sometimes you don't know if this nutrition strategy, let's call it, is something that's going to improve their game or something that they've picked up and is, you know, something that accommodates their body and their performance, or if it's an eating disorder habit. So, you know, it gives athletes an opportunity to mask it in their performance. So that's why it's super important that coaches or you know, nutrition professionals, strength and conditioning coaches, anybody who is surrounded by these athletes is vividly aware of what they should be looking for. Hmm. Yeah. That's, That's interesting. Yeah. I can imagine that would be really difficult. <clears throat> yeah. And if I, and I, I feel like yeah. I've heard, I've heard some different things about, you know, eating disorders with, within athletes. And I think just, I think it's a natural thing to think it's only a female thing, but I'm sure mm-hmm. there's guys out there that deal with the very same thing. It may just look a little bit different, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think that um, if I could pick one, sports team that has the most disordered eating habits and you guys can probably think of what it is it's gonna be the wrestlers right so yeah and and they don't mean to so then again that's another sport where it's really difficult to tell is this an eating disorder habit or is this a this athlete strategy to cut weight you know and it's so hard to tell and i you know i'm around wrestlers and my boyfriend was an ex-wrestler and it's that those strategies stick with these guys for a long time if like in your opinion, if you, you know, if you could make this change to the sport of rest, like a sport like wrestling, where there is a lot of weight cutting, same with like MMA, um, mm-hmm. is there a more ideal way of doing things? Because I've heard people talk about that, like professionals in those sports saying, this is not the best way to do it, but it's such a part of that sport. That's just how they've always done it. So in your opinion, is there a more ideal way for them to handle their body and their weight and all that? Yeah. And I'm going to com- like be super honest with you guys. I'm not wrestling's not my expertise. So for what I can openly say about how I feel about wrestling, I think that what we need to convey to athletes better is that purposeful dehydration is not the strategy for you to cut weight. I remember in high school, the wrestlers walking around spitting in bottles. That's how they try to lose weight. And, you know, I understand being on the bike in a sweatsuit, you know, we got a sweat or being in the sauna. It's, I don't think that's legal anymore. But, um, you know, these dehydration, like I just said, a 2% loss of body weight through dehydration has significant performance impairments. So um, Clint, I can't remember Clint's last name. He is uh, just an amazing, amazing dietitian at the UFC Performance Institute. Um, 
he talks all about his strategies for getting these wrestlers and MMA fighters to cut in a more beneficial, healthier way for their bodies. So if anybody is interested in that, I would definitely look up, I think his name is Clint Waddenberg, something oh. along those lines. So okay. he's amazing. He's a great resource. Interesting. Yeah. It's just a, that's a, a horrible part of those sports. Like I remember the same thing. I remember <laughs> seeing guys that were wrestlers in high school and it's like, man, I feel like they're just on death's door almost yes. because they just looks, you know, like they're in such, mm -hmm uh distress <laughs> it's crazy. Right. or they cut they cut before they bring the physician in to say hey this is you know your lowest weight class that you can wrestle to so then they can get even lower like right right those through some mm -hmm. yeah, yeah it's it's wild for sure so uh, luckily i didn't wrestle so that was never a problem for me <laughs> <laughs> good um, um Kennedy, do you have um, any, um, I mean, like, what should athletes do right now with everything put on hold? I imagine, you know, a lot of them probably aren't as active as they should be <clears throat> just because of no practices and no games, um, even though, you know, I'm, we're hoping that, you know, as for, you know, as this character comment podcast, we, you know, try to, you know, encourage athletes to just keep exercising and working out and working hard anyway, but obviously they can't do everything a hundred percent. So what kind of like nutritional tips do you have for them or how do they change their eating habits now to kind of fit what they're doing now? Yeah, I love that question. And that's something that we're kind of trying to, you know, refocus on right now. So my main thing that I tell these athletes is compare yourself now to your peers and the people, you know, your competition, who you're trying to beat out for a spot or the athletes who already are recruited to a college and think about what they're going to look like if they don't practice during this downtime versus you practicing during this downtime. So you're, you're doing something to improve yourself. Um, but then nutrition strategy wise, I tell these kids, focus on your water, get three to four liters of water in. So half your body weight in ounces and then any sweat or uh, urination that you have throughout the, throughout the day make up for that. So focus on water and focus on hitting your fruits and vegetables. If you're going to do one thing, eat your fruits and vegetables, because this is going to have some significant benefits as far as um, decreasing inflammation within the body, improving recovery time, um, decreasing soreness. So one of my major, major favorite things to talk about is antioxidants for recovery with these athletes. Um, and then one more thing, focus on those proteins, right? So if you're, even if you're doing, you know, a, a two mile walk a day, you can still focus on hitting your protein goals for that day. That's all you got to do. Fluids, vegetables, protein. I never thought of the antioxidant part. Yeah. So when I talk to athletes, I talk about proteins, carb, fruits and vegetables, protein, carb, color. Nice. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, not to put you on the spot, but do you have any like really good recipes for athletes? Like if you had to pick one and say, this is, this is pretty much like all you need, this recipe. <laughs> yeah. So it's not so much as something you eat, but it's all over my Instagram. I talk about it so often. I love it so much. My recovery cocktail, I call it. So it's two oh. ounces of tart cherry juice, two ounces of vitamin C. So that could be orange juice, apple juice, grapefruit juice, anything like that. And just a little scoop of collagen. So the tart cherry juice is a vasodilator. So it's going to expand your arteries and it's going to go in there and it's going to target the free radicals. So little harmful particles that are built up from exercise, radiation, smoke, etc. It goes in there and destroys them. So it decreases your muscle soreness by doing that. It will increase your flexibility or range of motion. And then obviously vitamin C, it just builds up your collagen, your muscles and helps regenerate those tissues that were destroyed during activity. So I love it. I talk about it so much. It's my favorite topic in sports nutrition. Oh, nice. Sounds pretty good. Tart. You said tart, tart cherry juice. Yeah. So I use okay. juice performer and that's the brand that, we, that I use. Um, but then there's a powdered form called Resync, so R-E-S-Y-N-C, um, and that does have both an antioxidant blend mixed with collagen, so you'd, you'd completely skip the collagen step, otherwise they just have them separate too. Awesome. Very cool. And then certified. Yeah, yeah. What's your, what's your take on branched chain amino acids? Love them. They're super awesome. So branched chain amino acids are more so for 
people, active individuals who meet their protein goals throughout the day, essential amino acids are kind of for those people who don't meet their protein needs throughout the day. They essentially do the same thing, but essential amino acids are going to give you more protein quantity in a serving. Um, but I like to have those for athletes on the bench and I like to have them for athletes in the middle of their workout. So it'll prevent muscle dystrophy or muscle breakdown a little bit, uh, by sipping on those while they're exercising. Very cool. Awesome. Very cool. It's really funny. Cause I haven't, so <clears throat> quick side story, not that either of you asked for a side story from me, but so I haven't taken branch chain amino acids in a long time, like not since my powerlifting days years ago. Um, but a few weeks ago, I did a 15 mile run and my friend was like, you, I was like, I was dying. I was like, and my friend's like, you need to chug this. And she gave me some branch chain amino acids. And I swear that was like the difference between me feeling like crap the next day and me feeling like decent the next day. Absolutely. Especially for, you know, endurance athletes, 15 miles. That's crazy. First off, good for you. Um, but, <laughs> but <laughs> Um, those BCAs, again, like I said, they're preventing yeah. muscle dystrophy. So your body is not going to start to utilize you know, your muscles or um, anything that it shouldn't be doing because we want to make sure that we're utilizing carbohydrates. So mm -hmm. those branched amino acids just kind of went in there and did their job. Yeah, it was awesome. Sorry, that was not a that was not a bragging moment that I ran 15 <laughs> miles, but it was more so a those awesome. branch chained amino acids like they really work like I would I would try to tell my athletes like get that if you can if you're not getting enough protein or whatever but they mm -hmm. work yes they're amazing yeah. I'm not convinced that wasn't a brand new moment I feel like if, we were, if, <laughs> no, we, were, if we were to look at your notes I'm sure it's like make sure you mention the 15 mile <laughs> run it's in my notes talk about yeah, the right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like somehow tie in branch whatever acids, just so I can I can bridge it to the 15 mile run that's okay exactly I waited but, this whole time to brag about my 15 mile run. I was like, what am I going to say now? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how this goes here. <laughs> um, are, are sunflower seeds okay in the dugout? Heck yeah. Okay, you good. Sunflower softball if you don't have sunflower seeds. Good. I just, sometimes <laughs> I have to ask those questions. Even if you said no, I probably still wouldn't listen to you, but that's okay because I love them. I love them too much. But good. That was, that's a, a good answer. I like Heck that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was just a random question I had to ask. Um, so when you're, when you're consulting with athletes, uh, how much, how much does the climate of their location, um, play a factor into what or how they feel their body? Yeah, that's an amazing question. So Thank up you. here in Minnesota, obviously I love that question. Um, obviously we have, you know, all four seasons. So we're lucky in a sense. Um, but you know, athletes who are at a higher elevation, they need more hydration. They need a little bit different fuel because they're at a higher elevation. So they've got a little bit more pressure on their muscles. However, they typically are better endurance trained. So that's a win to them. And then athletes in hotter climates, we know that we have to increase their hydration strategies. And we also actually have to increase their, um, antioxidant capacity because we have to prevent muscle cramping, muscle soreness, or the tightness within their muscles. So lots of factors. That's amazing. That's that's such a good question. Awesome. Good. Sometimes I ask a question. I'm like, I hope this is not dumb. So that was one of those, like, maybe just a, a simple question that I shouldn't be asking, but uh, I love it. I'm not a dietitian. So I, I feel like I have the right to ask these questions. No dumb questions. Oh, good. Um, so obviously with, 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 I think a lot of sports now, but especially baseball and softball, at least when I was growing up and I'm sure with you guys too, travel ball and competitive teams is a big thing. So it can make, I imagine it can make the diet side of things pretty challenging because you could just be eating, you know, fast food on the road, um, mm -hmm. on the, on the way to your next, you know, location. But, um, what kind of tips do you have for athletes who are in a position where they're traveling a lot? Um, and it's not a professional team or anything like that. So they don't have access to people that are looking out for that, but it's just them and their family that have to travel yeah. to the next tournament. Uh, what kind of tips do you have for them? Yeah. Awesome question. No, I played elite ball in my last two years of high school, you know, that we were on the road all the time. I missed a lot of school, um, lots of road trips, all sorts of stuff. So con just come prepared, pack a cooler. So I think athletes that I work with are often shocked when I'm like, you know, if I tell, I had a basketball player the other day and I said, you can have your granola bars. You can have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You can have gummy bears. You can have fruit snacks. And he's like, what? 
I can have all that. And I'm like, those are easy, simple carbs to give you energy while you're on the field, on the bench, while you're on the court, wherever you are. So things like that are, they're perfectly fine, especially for these active individuals. Um, and then I, my biggest thing for sure is just to look around so we can make fast food healthy. Chick-fil-A has done an incredible job at helping us out with that. Um, <laughs> I love the fist yeah. Um, but just check the menu. So find places where you're going and check the menu beforehand. You know, we don't always need to do that. And these athletes are kind of at an advantage too, because I'm sure we all did it. You know, we could eat whatever we wanted in high school and we it didn't affect us like it does now. So they, they are in an advantage. However, if they're prioritizing their performance, they've got to prioritize nutrition too. So packing, packing a cooler, making sure that you have beverages like Gatorade, or like I said, the tart cherry juice, uh, making sure you're hitting your water. Those are the biggest things. And they're pretty simple. Once you get it down, like PB and J's, those are always good on the bench, even Snickers in between a tournament. Oh, awesome. perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is great. Love it. <laughs> I, you know, what's funny is I remember <clears throat> when I was in high school and I was playing volleyball, we were at a volleyball, we were at a tournament one weekend. And, um, I remember my coach saying in between games, you guys better be eating candy bars. We're like, what? Mm-hmm. You can eat that. And she's like, she's like, yes. She's like, grab a Snickers bar here, have a donut, have some, like, she's throwing like, can't, it was like, and that was the first time. I don't know. I think I was like a freshman or sophomore in high school. So I knew nothing. Um, and I, that was the first time I was like, huh, we can eat that. And then she explained to us, that's a simple carb. It's quick energy. You better be eating that in between games. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the start to a bad habit of me always wanting something sweet around though it's her fault <laughs> no but yeah but but I remember her telling that telling us that so when I tell my athletes that they're like oh my gosh I can eat that yay yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's amazing and I think these athletes think you know they're still in the mindset that dietitians and nutritionists are the food police and we're going to come in and we're going to say you have to have you know six servings of fruits and vegetables and you can't eat you know this good stuff but that's not what yeah. we're here to do we're here to include those things you like and show you that you can have significant performance benefits while you still eat the things you like so yeah that's great is there a is there a a, a current diet out there right now that just drives you crazy <laughs> if you had to pick one i'm sure there's a couple i was gonna say <laughs> we got we gotta limit it just to one keto for sure for okay. sure oh, i have okay. athletes, but i mean like i said you don't know what you don't know so i have athletes who come in and they're like i'm gonna have some significant gains if i'm only eating you know crazy high protein and some fat right and i'm like you guys forget so our brain alone utilizes about 130 grams of carb per day mm-hmm. our brain yeah. And carbohydrate with most athletes is what fuels all metabolic processes, which give you energy throughout the day. So when we take those out, you're, you're slow and you're heavy. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know some, I know some friends who did, who did keto diet. And again, it's a diet because it's not, you can't do that forever. Am I Am I wrong? And yeah. Right. And I remember them saying, you know, like, yeah, as adults, right. And I'm talking about athletes right now, but like as an adult, they're like, yeah, I lost weight. And I'm like, well, you're still doing it. They're like, oh no, (laughs) I'm not doing keto anymore. Right. And they forget too, like when you start to incorporate those carbohydrates back in, you're going to gain weight because your body's not used Mm -hmm. to having them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard some people uh, out there have done the carnivore diet. Have you heard that? Yeah, I have. That's weird too. Like that sounds like, it sounds cool at first. And then you realize that's all I'm eating is meat. That'd be yeah. tough. Yeah, I don't know. I wow. just I've I've not known anybody who's actually done it, but I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to do it simply because I feel like it would ruin meat for me. Yes, exactly. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? And I, yeah. Do you do you have any athletes who are like strict vegan or vegetarian? I don't then- honestly, but I, however, I feel like I'm I'm very fluent about speaking about how my boyfriend's a dairy farmer. We raise beef and, and dairy cattle out here. I'm a big promoter for chocolate milk, you know, all this stuff. However, I know that athletes still have dietary restrictions. So I'm not anybody right. who discriminates amongst vegan or vegetarian. But I right. feel like that does potentially sway athletes a little bit. You know, they might want some somebody who has an expertise in vegetarian or vegan. So, right. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Have you, so I feel like we're just throwing random questions out at this point, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> Um, have you, have you worked with, um, like a CrossFit athlete? 
I haven't, but that's my next endeavor. So actually I just started working with a, um, chiropractor who he's the chiropractor for a couple CrossFit gyms. So I'm like, this is the perfect opportunity to get in there cool. and CrossFit. Oof, that's so fun to fuel. Those guys need lots of carbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah crazy, crazy sport that they do. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. That's oh yeah, awesome. for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. <clears throat> So something this there, is, oh god oh, dang this is, we're, we're there's the delay today one more sorry one more question <laughs> is there and we i don't know we didn't ask no we didn't ask this already is there a sport that me needs like an insane amount of calories like the like what is the sport that needs the most amount of calories per day would you say I would say endurance athletes easy like especially those triathletes holy cow when you're getting oh, on yeah. a bike swimming and you're running oh my gosh and there's so many Ooh. strategies for endurance athletes uh, don't get me wrong. I love fueling baseball and softball players, but with endurance athletes, oh my gosh, there are so many strategies or so many fun things you can implement so many different ways to change their performance through nutrition. It's amazing. Wow. That's awesome. Well, I feel like that's, that's yeah. cause I know, I know a few ultra ultra marathon runners mm -hmm. and it, oh. it's almost like you're competing as well because they have their crew that goes with them along the way, especially once you get up to like the hundred, 135 mile runs. Mm -hmm it's almost like a sport for the nutritionist because it's not like you set them, it's like now you set them up for some snacks before, during and after it's like, you're constantly creating mixing stuff. So they're fueled to the entire thing. It's pretty crazy. Uh Oh, oh she froze. Oh no. Uh -oh. oh, we got you. You're back. We're, you're okay, back. Okay. You're good. Sorry. I don't know what that was. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this, like I, those triathletes, they're so fun. I could geek out about the science behind those guys all day long. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a thought about that. Well, I, I just going back to that. I, I remember talking to one of them and they were sharing stories about, you know, you would think, I think if you didn't know anything about their sport, you would think, and just based on their appearance that they're eating really clean, really healthy, but they're like, oh yeah, before the race, I ate a whole bucket of fries. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. Okay not what I would have expected. So it's just like, but like you said, they're burning calories so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a different, it's just a different world. Right. And it's strategies working on with them too. So I have, uh, one of my girlfriends is training for a marathon. She's mm -hmm. like, you did this to me because you keep telling me all these nutrition <laughs> strategies that are so fun, but I'm like, it's so fun because you know, we can implement some gummies halfway through. We got to teach you how you can hydrate while you're on the bike, you know, all sorts of different strategies and different ways to hide your gummies or hide things in a fanny pack, your waistline, all sorts of different things. So cool. I love it. It's wow. so fun. That's awesome. That's it looks like cool. you, it looks like you have fun doing it and thinking oh. about it. And it's like, yeah, like Josh said, it's a sport for you too. That's yes. cool. yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're, it's like you're playing chess with yeah. uh, like you're playing chess with an athlete's body. That may exactly. have sounded, sounded weird, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> that was a perfect analogy. I love it. Perfect. Um, man, I had another question for you. Hey, I, can't so many. I can't remember now. I'm going to think of something gone. later and I'm going to probably DM you. Perfect. Yeah. Hey Kennedy, what about this? <laughs> It'll be midnight and I'll still be up. So it's fine. <laughs> <There> you, <go. laughs> you, know, it's, you know, what's weird to me. And maybe this is not a weird thing, but it's weird to me when I see athletes of any sport drink uh, energy drinks before their competition. Like I personally could not, I, no, I love energy drinks. Don't get me wrong, but I couldn't drink it before competition. Is that, is that like a big no, no? Yeah, I would say okay. no. Because yeah. especially, you know, it's not typically something that these athletes are practicing during practice. So right. Right. GI distress that comes with these energy drinks is not so good mm. for these athletes. Okay. Gotcha. That's a good and, question because a lot of them, I swear, I think. Because you've seen it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, to oh totally. Yeah. They have a yeah. misconceived, you know, notion that like, oh, it's either like a good luck thing. Like a lot of athletes are superstitious and I got to have my monster before my game, but holy crap, it's like hindering their game then maybe if they're having all that caffeine. Right. And, and you're having caffeine yeah. and you're having sugar. So you get these crazy sugar insulin spikes, right? Your blood right. sugar rises, insulin is distributed, they can bring it down. Right. So you're up and you're way down. So instantly wow. you've got that fatigue within, I would say, 60 minutes. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It is. I remember hearing good. stories of people... Uh, I didn't, I didn't witness this, but I remember hearing stories in high school of some guys that drank, I think a, a four pack of Red Bulls before the game. And then at halftime they had some major, you know, just, they were feeling sick oh, and they were sluggish. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah. I do. I do have to have have one more story. So it's not like a confession. I play. I, <laughs> is it? I play. No. Well, okay. kind of, I play. I play indoor soccer or I played indoor soccer before everything. I haven't played in forever having withdrawals, but there was one time before one game, I drank two Red Bulls. I don't know why I never drink. They were the small one, not the big one, but the small one. And then I just liked the flavor. It was just, it just tasted good. Yeah. I drank two. Um, yeah. Afterwards, I felt like my heart was going to jump out of my chest. Like I couldn't calm down afterwards. And like, I was super shaky. Like it was my friends like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I had two Red Bulls. I don't know how to calm down. Like it was, it was bad. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Yeah. No bueno. well, thank, you, thank you for sharing that in front of the, in front of the you're, dietitian. That was very so brave. You're so welcome. Hey, you know here. I was going to say, she doesn't I do a little bit. So that, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, well, that's crazy. I know this and I don't care. <laughs> Perfect. That's why we're still doing a podcast a year and a half later. So exactly. <laughs> so to, to take it to more of a serious note, um, obviously it's the character combine podcast with character in the titles. That's, that's what we like to focus on along with every other aspect of competition and um, coaching and athletics, but specifically about character. How, how would you describe character and why do you feel like it's so important for athletes and coaches? Yeah. So I love the Sandlot quote that says heroes get remembered, but legends never die. So I think that the major takeaway from that is, you know, you can be an astonishing athlete, but if you're not a good person, it doesn't matter. So I think that's just the major, major thing to remember, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love it. I always feel like, yeah, we've talked to, like I've talked to you about this, Deb, and I know we've talked to um, people who do, you know, strength and conditioning and stuff like that. And I feel like when it comes to your training, your character is going to show in the training and how you train and how, you know, how far you push yourselves. And I imagine mm-hmm. it's the same thing with your diet. Like mm-hmm. your character is going to, is going to reflect in how, how well you stick to your plan and how seriously you take it. Right. Like I think it, I don't think you can escape it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And you out, you can't out train a bad diet. We've heard it for years. You can't out train a bad diet. Yeah. That's good. Love it. <clears throat> love it. That's good. Um, all good. Dang, I had another wow. question. Man, I'm struggling today. Yeah, was... <laughs> what, is, what, is wrong, no. what is wrong with me? It wasn't a serious, oh. it wasn't an important question. I can tell you that. <laughs> it was just going to be a, a fun question for you. And now I can't remember. Well, here's a, well, okay. So, how much do you, how much do you miss baseball? Has nothing to do with anything. Oh my God. Don't talk about it. <laughs> I know it sucks. Oh. It's the worst. But we can hopefully start in June. So yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I hope so. I hope so too. I miss it so much. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. My, I was gonna mention this. My wife actually, uh, when did you guys have the all-star game in Minnesota? Oh gosh. I don't even know. Isn't it August? Is that crazy? No, not August, September. But it was like, it was, um, it was like, it was seven years ago. Maybe the all-star game was up in Minnesota, right? At the twin stadium. Well, though, I feel like it was five. Maybe it was five years ago. You know, that sounds right. I think you're right. I think it was five years ago, but she had a, I think that was her first and only time in Minnesota and she had an amazing time. She said it was just an awesome city, super clean. And, uh, she didn't go to the all-star game, but it was like around, like right before. So like everything was set up for the all-star game. And she said it was really cool. Maybe it was seven years ago. Cause I think we had the all-star game right after we built twin stadium. That sounds right. That I think that's right. right. Yeah. Cause yeah. Mike Trout was there too. And we didn't go and I was so sad. Oh no. <laughs> yes. I've, I've seen him a few times. We, uh, cause we're, we're out here in Sacramento, California. So I'll go out to Oakland every once in a while to watch an A's game since they're in the same division mm-hmm. and he's hit a home run every time I've gone. So, of course. but my, yeah. uh, my brother-in-law is a, uh, an A's fan. So he's not thrilled when Mike Trout hits home runs, but <laughs> I'm having a blast. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sorry, Deb, I cut you off. I don't, and, and I don't even remember what I was going to say. So darn you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I swear, like Kennedy, I have, I always have so many nutrition questions. Like I'm always Googling stuff. I don't have a degree in nutrition. It's just, it's kinesiology. So I'm all, but I'm always like, you know, especially when my, when my girls, I train my, I train softball girls, strength and conditioning, whenever they're asking me questions, sometimes I pause and then I just kind of ignore them. And then I look on my phone really quick and I Google it and I'm like, Okay, I don't know. Well, okay, this is what I think, you know. So I know I'm going to be DMing you if they're yeah. if they ask yeah. more questions because, yeah. 
Yes, I love to talk nutrition, so shoot them all my way. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Very well, cool. Um, we definitely appreciate you coming on the show and uh, we don't, we want to be respectful of your time because we started late because my computer was having issues. <laughs> so we, I already was not respectful of your time. So I'm going to try to make up for that. Um, before we get out of here, do you have any final thoughts for coaches, athletes, parents, whoever it might be? The floor is yours. Yeah. I just want to reiterate, you know, do today what others don't. So you become what others won't. So take this time to improve on your weak areas of your sport. You know, nobody's looking at you. You're not on the field. You're not in front of your coaches. So improve on your weak areas during this time. And while you're doing it, prioritize your nutrition. Love it. Sweet, sweet and simple. Where can they follow you? Where can they follow me? You can follow me on Instagram at the.dugout.dietitian. Cool. All right. That's uh, where I will be DMing you all my questions. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Yep, she, she, is, she is not joking. <laughs> I don't, be ready I will. for it. <laughs> well, Deb, where can they follow us? You guys can follow us on Twitter at Sports Character, Instagram at Character Combine, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. There we go. Awesome. Kennedy, thank you so much. Thank Uh, you, Kennedy. Awesome. This is a lot of fun and we appreciate it and uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Bye guys. See ya. Bye.